0: hello how are you we welcome you to our core continuing continuing order of religious education we love you we thank god for jesus he's our author finisher and sustainer of our faith this evening we're in uh john chapter six and john chapter six is very meaningful from the perspective it's about feeding the five thousand and after you Add the seniors and the, the older people and the children it came to the thirteen thousand. Jesus um, verse two says and a great multitude followed Jesus because they saw the miracles that he did and 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 the story unfolds that when Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company uh come unto him he uh he said to uh uh Philip he said uh how shall we feed this many people now I'm paraphrasing how shall what are we gonna do with this many people being that they are hungry now that's the gist of the story and then it goes on to say because Jesus knew what he was going to do. Now, now I want you to think of that in terms of he asked Philip testing him, what are we going to do? And then the Bible says, for he knew what he was going to do. Now, that leads me to, to believe that... Um, God already knows what he's going to do in our lives. He already, regardless of our prayers, our waiting, God already knows exactly what he's going to do in our lives. I want to suggest three areas that God already knows what he's going to do. And I'm glad that the Lord already knows what he's going to do because many times I don't know what I need done like uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 27, where the Spirit prays for us because we don't know what to pray for. So so the fact of the matter is, what is it that Jesus knows what he's going to do? First of all, he knows what he's going to supply by way of our needs. He already knows that. Now, the, the reason that that is such uh a release to me is because when it comes to my needs and when it comes to my supplies, the Lord already knows what he wants to give me. The Lord already knows what he's going to bring into my life. And so he already knew what he was going to do in feeding these uh, 6,000 people. Now, uh, Philip had no idea. But then Andrew comes and says, well, Lord, he adds his bit. There's a little lad here with two pieces of fish and a a, a half loaf of bread. But what is that with so many people? And and so you have two different versions here. You have Philip who said, who Jesus asked the question, what are we going to do? And Philip said, I don't know with so many people here. And then Andrew offers a suggestion, but says, what is that little lunch among all these people? Now, let's let's look at this kind of scientifically. They had no idea that Jesus was going to multiply food. They had no idea that Jesus already had a plan. They had no idea that Jesus was testing them because he already had the answer in his hands. Many times in our lives, we fret, we worry, because we don't believe that Jesus already knows what he's going to do. He's not waiting on us to just keep asking him. He already knows what he's going to do in supplying our needs. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm entrusting my life into your hands, and I know that you know what you want to do. See, that's faith. So Jesus already knew, listen, how he was going to supply the needs of 5,000 people. He already knew it. They did not know it. We do not know it. Others do not know it for our personal lives. The Jesus knows it. So should we pray and instruct the Lord how to give us, Or should we just trust him and say he already knows what he wants to do? It is a faith matter as we pray. Lord, you know my condition. You know my situation. You know where my children are. You know where my grandchildren are. You know where my finances are. You know where my worries are. You know where my fractures are. But God, I'm trusting you to do what you are going to do. My God. So he knows what and how to supply our needs. But secondly, he also knows how to soothe our struggles. He already knows. He already knows that we are in an intense battle. We are struggling for survival. We are trying to keep our heads above water. We're trying not to throw the towel in and quit. We're trying to walk by faith and not by sight, not by feelings. We're we're trying to trust Jesus with everything. He understands and he knows how to soothe our struggles. He already knows it. He already knows exactly what he needs to do for us to relent, to pull back, to praise him, to wait on him, to have confidence in him. He already knows not only how to supply our needs, but also how to soothe our struggles. Lord, I'm struggling, listen to this, with myself. I'm struggling with my issues. I'm struggling with my hurts and my hindrances and my history. I'm struggling with the way I reason and I think. I'm struggling, Lord, in keeping the faith and trusting you and you alone. So God understands our person he understands our problem he he understands our pitfalls falling short god already knows all that i guess what the lord wants us to do is acknowledge that we can do nothing without him lord i need you to take this i need you to bring this i need you to establish this i need you lord god to heal me, one of the most powerful two-word phrases is "Remember me." When Jesus was on the cross, He said, "Remember." Uh, the, the thief turned to Jesus that was dying with Him and said, "Remember me. When you come into your kingdom, remember me." He didn't. He didn't have a long laundry list. Just remember me. And if we, in childlike faith, just ask the Lord, just remember me. Remember my situation. Remember my history. Remember my hurts. Just remember me. And and that is a, that is a prayer of faith. That's a prayer of trust. It's a prayer of us leaning on him to make the decision for our lives. Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm fine with it. That we are entrusting our situation to the Savior. The third facet of what he already knows. He already knows how to secure us with his sufficiency. That is, we have to learn to live by his sufficiency. That what God makes sufficient to us is grace. Lord, (laughs) may your grace be sufficient for me. May I be content At all times, with all things. Paul says, I know how to abound. I know how to abase. I know how to eat steak. I know how to eat a peanut butter sandwich. I know how to be high. I'm contented with being low. Our sufficiency is important. Because once God engineers his sufficiency into our lives... We're not looking everywhere to be filled. We're filled with his presence, his peace, and his power. Philip, what should we do with so many people here? For Jesus already knew what he was going to do. Andrew said, here's a little lunch, little boy's lunch. But what is that among so many people? And the theme e- ego e I am, in John chapter 6, I am the bread of life. Ah, Your fathers ate bread in the wilderness and died. I'm the true bread. I'm the bread of life. I am all you need to sustain, to be at peace, to have joy, to praise my name. It is letting go and letting God. It is moving back and letting God do what he wants to do in our lives. It's not getting all bent out of shape and and problematic. Everything's problematic. It's us with childlike faith from the word saying, the Lord knows, the Lord sees, the Lord feels, the Lord understands. Therefore, I'm trusting the Lord with everything. And I'm going to praise him for whatever he chooses to bring. Because that would be, listen, the greatest blessing I could ask for. Because it's coming from the hands of Almighty God. For he knew what he was going to do. God bless you. Have a great evening. We love you. Pray for me and my family. Praying for you. Be safe.